Hello. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. What up? It's, it's August, y'all. It's August. Oh, wait. It's been August for like two episodes. Never mind. That's awkward. <laughs> oh, that's what happens when you're in quarantine. The time just kind of blends itself in. That's you fair. Don't the day, the month, what day of the week. You have no idea. No, that's fair. That's fair. In no time, the NBA bubble seems like it's over, and now we're diving in playoffs. It happens so fast, right? Like, the, I think it does like, feel like it flew by. I'm concerned that this is going to just like these playoffs will go by really quickly, and then it's like the NFL season, and then the NFL is getting canceled because they don't have a bubble. Yeah, so, I just feel like this is just going to be really exciting and hectic at the same time, and then I'm going to be sad because the NFL gets canceled. So on that note, have you guys watched the first episode of Hard Knocks yet? I watched 85% of it. I got in a call and then I forgot. <laughs> have you guys have you guys watched it? I'm not uh, going to. So they kind of they go into detail that first episode oh. of like the league protocols that all these teams have to go through to like comply with the whole COVID. Um and it's honestly like they've done a great job. It seems very organized. It seems like if they're going to have a shot they're giving themselves the best opportunity to have a full season with what they've put in place. Um, usually hard knocks is just about, you know, the fun banter and um, nonsense that goes behind the scenes. But this, I guess, because of this year and everything that's going on, the first episode was very informative of how these leagues are probably managing this uh, risk. I think I, first of all, I actually have been watching like 85% of it. I really like Anthony Lynn. I didn't really know much about him until hard knocks. I really like him, but not to drag this on, if every team has the idea that what Anthony Lynn has that like, listen, there's going to be a team that screws this up and there's a team that gets this perfectly. Let's be that team. You're going to win this season. Right. And I feel like that's the has to be the mentality of every team. Otherwise the season's going to end because one team's going to get it. And it's going to be like the NBA. It's going to just domino. And it's all going to get canceled. Yeah, I agree this year more than anything. It might not be the most talented team that wins it all, but actually the team that just is Smartest. like more. Yeah. Did you guys see what happened to a Seattle Seahawks player? What a dumbass dude. Yeah, he was trying to sneak in, sneak someone in. And yeah. So we were saying, like, I think we talked about it last week where he was an undrafted free agent, right? So he just got picked up, and he does something like that, and they're like, all right, you're nobody. We're just going to cut you. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, why would you is, risk that? Yeah. yeah, it's not worth it, especially if you're an undrafted free agent. Like, you have, like, four or five weeks to, like, prove yourself and see if you have an opportunity to play at this level, and you, like, risk it all just to kind of – get it in real quick. That's uh, so excited. Yeah, it's terrible because, like, the way he got caught was, like, he dressed her up, like, in Seahawks gear. They're like yeah. – I think it was, like, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman were, like, laughing. They're like, I mean, how big is she, though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that video that keeps getting shared everywhere of, um, you know, the Waynes brothers where, like, they were in the scary movie – where one of them just dresses his girlfriend up like a football player and he's like trying to fall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just keep seeing that meme everywhere that keeps popping up and saying like, yo, this is what how that player dressed her up. Uh, That's a funny thing. Put on some football pads and a helmet. <laughs> maybe he knew he was eventually going to get cut, right? He got one check and was like, let me use being a Seahawk to my advantage and just just did it. And that was his dream. His dream wasn't to make it to the league. His dream was to make it to the league so he can get girls. And that's what he did. The thing is, like, these training camp players, even if you get cut before the season starts, you're making good money each of these weeks. Like, he he took a hit financially as well, getting cut so early, like, after one week of training camp. 100%. 100%. Um, But there's nothing really – go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say you're right because they even say like what practice squad players still make like six figures. Pretty well, much. yeah, practice squad players for sure make good money because they're there for the whole length of the season. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm saying but just like, not even scale that down. I mean, you're still making good money. Oh, yeah. Training camp players, if you're invited and you're there for the two months before first week one, you still have made decent money um, during that time. So it's a huge accomplishment just to get invited to training camp, even if you never make a practice squad or the final roster. 100%. Yeah, practice squad, you get about 7,600 a week for 52 weeks. So a week? Yeah. A week, yeah, dude. Well above that. <laughs> that's yeah. solid money, man. That's some good change. That is $400,000, $395,000. That's, yo, listen, that's great. You don't need to be in the league. You're living fine. You have no yeah. issue. Oh, uh, no, Ooh. I'm sorry. For the season, it's uh, 7,600 a week. And they equate to 129000 a year. That's, yeah. still, uh, that's still not like G League players that make $32,000 a year. Yeah. Uh, and nothing is provided. It's within the six-figure limit. That, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. You're doing better than half of, more than half of America, right, at that point. And you're playing football to do it. So I, I wouldn't be complaining, right? You're living yeah. at that point. Exactly, right? Not the cool. dream, but a dream, right? Not the dream. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you're, as long as you're not like the rookie getting hazed with like forty thousand dollar bills, right? <laughs> oh, dude, that must suck. All you make is a hundred. Guys get screwed. Forty percent yeah. of it's gone. Yeah, oh, they man. really get screwed. Well, and football hasn't. Yeah, go ahead. and then you just get cut. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I think they like when they do hazing, like they probably realize like, yo, this guy's practice squad. Like he ain't making the team. Like they they usually do it, and that's one of the main guys picks it up, but. I mean, you could always be a dick and not do it. <laughs> Have you seen their bills? They're like, like, eighty blue labels, twenty yeah. steaks, and it's like three guys went. And you're like, first of all, how are you not dead from eating and drinking that much? What's wrong with For you? <laughs> if they're offensive linemen, I could see them taking it in. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's go. Let's go to basketball, man. Go ahead, Rosh. Kick it off. Kick it off. All right, so we are actually the first uh, NBA playoff game just finished. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but we're in the first week of uh, NBA playoffs. And uh, I wanted to get your guys' take on the bubble. The bubble's officially, at least the play-in, was uh, this past weekend. And um, it ended up being Memphis and Blazers after um, Pelicans got eliminated out. What did you guys think? It was, I, actually, I watched it, and I actually thought it was pretty entertaining. It, it, was, it was awesome, man. It sucks for Devin Booker. Obviously, they won 8-0. Um, but, you know, it's just the way the cards fall, right? Um, honestly, it would have been fun to watch Devin Booker, but I think Portland's going to give a better matchup to the Lakers anyways. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat them, but see if they steal a couple games. But uh, everything going from there till the first game that just went down today, man, it was entertaining to watch Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray go off. Yeah, I mean, for me, going back to the playing game, I just want to go back one. That was a very entertaining game as well. And Ja is worth the hype, okay? Ja is totally mm-hmm. worth the hype. That team can actually be good if they can, like, maybe add one more piece. They can be in that middle of the pack of the West. So that, that, that was a good game. I like Ja a lot. Ja's, Ja's the homie now. Um, but then going into that first game, I only watched the highlights of this Jazz-Grizzlies game because damn doctor's office took forever. Um, Damn, man, I'm happy. I'm happy we have sports. That's where I'm at. Let's fucking go. What do you think, JK? Number one, I, I definitely think that the NBA was super successful with this bubble project. Um, they definitely did this right compared to, you know, baseball. And you know, <laughs> it, it's also a limitation of, 
like what you can and cannot do with their rosters and so forth. So, I mean, I'm really glad that the NBA got this right. And, um, you know, the bubble is exactly what we wanted, right? You had like the Phoenix Suns. I remember when we were talking about it the very first episode, what shot do do we give them? And we're like, yo, they need literally everything to happen in order for them to make the playoffs. They went eight and zero, and they still did not make the playoffs. So it's like, it was such an interesting matchup. All the Dame drama, like you know, you you got Dame coming in, putting up his fifty plus game, his sixty plus game. Like, it's like, what more can you ask for when it comes to this? And to be honest, I don't think we're done yet. I think we're there's going to be a lot more drama coming up. I think this is going to be one of our most entertaining playoffs for some time. Dude, dude, Donovan Mitchell, the first game just dropped 57 points. Like, no, in a loss, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he put the team on his back, and honestly, they would have won, but Jamal Murray down the last couple minutes in overtime was shot after shot. Realistic, dude. Unrealistic. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an awesome first game to, uh, to watch. Honestly, all these games, like the last eight games and then the playing games, everything's been entertaining ever since the NBA started again up leading to this first game. So I'm, I'm like, hey, I hope, hope this keeps going. Yeah, I, I texted you guys. Um, I texted you guys in our group, and I told you, the Nuggets, they're like a year or two away. Like, if you can develop Bull Bull to be just decent, Michael Porter Jr. ends up being what he was supposed to be before his back injury. You know, this is a loaded-ass team. And it, it could be – they could be really good. I mean, going to overtime – I mean, the Jazz are a good team too, but I think you got a glimpse of it. Denver's closer. Yeah, honest, Denver. I, I think the Nuggets are basically there. They just need Murray or Jokic to get to that MVP caliber level. They if both played like that during this game. They both yeah. stepped up. And, and, and you know what? If they're doing that more consistently where they are in the talk, one, at least one of them being in the talks of being like, hey, this is a league MVP type player, you're, you're going to have a chance for a championship. Michael, but, but that that's who Michael Porter Jr. is supposed to be. Remember, Michael Porter Jr. was supposed to be the first overall pick coming into that draft. He yeah. was the number one player coming out of high school. He went to Missouri. He hurt his back. And he's just – he's coming off of that injury. And he played last season. He's playing this season. I think if he's – off guy, in the bubble. Huh? He's gone off in the bubble. Yeah, exactly. He's playing really well in the bubble. And, like, if next year he can take that step, Yo, this team is going to be crazy. I don't think he's even that far removed, man. Like, in the game today, in those first opening seconds, he came down, confident, shot a three, drained Oh, yeah. It. Possession or two, comes down, shoots another one, drains it. Like, you can see it. It's coming back. It's, it's, he's not even that far removed from it. Yeah. No, I mean, he just needs to be able to – I think part of it is that they're being light on his back. I mean, it was a bad injury. And it's just about being consistent. That dude can be really – that guy, I, I feel like his comps when he was coming into the league was, was Kevin, Kevin Durant. Like he could do everything, and he's big, so yeah, I I like Denver. I'm, I'm gonna be a Denver fan now. So when they're good, I'll be like y'all bandwagoners. <laughs> well, they're good. Like I think as J.K. was saying, they're the three seed in the West. Yeah. So yeah, let's not let's not talk to them like they're the seventh or eighth seed. Like they're the third best team behind the Clippers and Lakers team that are stacked compared to Denver. So they're all they're already uh, performing over expectations, um, and they killed it in uh, their first game with the Jazz, even with Mitchell scoring 57. Um, so before we dive in to the actual first-round matchups, we're each going to give our quick take on what we think our prediction is for each of the quick uh, matchups. What did you think about the 
Damian Lillard uh, crowning of the bubble MVP. Did you think it was warranted? Did you think it should have been a closer with Devin Booker and his um, run there? Yeah, I mean, dude, Damian Lillard, ever since those missed free throws, everyone's just shitting on him, right? And he's like, dude, I am an assassin. Basically, without saying he's like, I'm an assassin. I will come do what I need to do. And I've always said it in all of our episodes, I think Damian Lillard is one of the most underrated players. Uh, what he's doing doesn't, doesn't shock me or surprise me. It's just people are, like, noticing it on the stage because there's nothing else going on or watching this. But him even elevating from what he normally does from his 30, 40, 50-point games to 50, 60, this is just the beginning. I think, you know, he, he was talking, um, he was getting interviewed the other day, and something that he's basically practiced and added is those deep shots. He basically told coach, he's like, look, I've been practicing these. I can hit them from a little over half court consistently. And he's like, I'm telling you, I'm giving myself the green light. And he's like, go for it. So uh, I – I think Damian Lillard can hit anywhere from past the logo to the three to the drive. He's going to be impossible to stop. And I, I see nothing wrong with him being the bubble MVP. Devin Booker gets kudos for what he did, but I'm cool with the Damian Lillard is the man and he got him in at the end of the day, like the whole thing of, okay, you could be the best player, but if you don't win and you're on the losing team, typically you're not going to get MVP type of thing. Um, he, he did it and he got this team to the eighth seed. Tips, you know, tip off my hat to him. It's cool. I'm cool with it. Did you see John Morant was like playing those last four games with like a broken thumb? Apparently, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that's props to him because he was going all out in that last play-in game to get that eight seed. Um, I, I also think he should win the MVP. I thought Devin Booker played amazing, but if it's an individual performance, the way Damian Lillard got, if you guys remember, Damian Lillard was the one that was criticizing the bubble. He was like, I'm not even going to come, even though the Portland uh, team is going, because if there's, if there's no way for us to get in, why am I going to waste my time? And then he did what he did, and now they're the eighth seed about to play the Lakers. What did you guys think about Damian Lillard winning the MVP? There you go. <laughs> so as I hold up the, my Damian Lillard jersey, I also just want to say Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the league right right now. But that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> I see Arash smiling. We're about to get into it. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. I just like to take the jab. I still think it was Devin Booker. Just bubble. If we're just talking just bubble, Devin Booker did everything he had to do. Like everything. Every game. It just, the, the cards didn't fall as they, the, their destiny wasn't in their hands, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. So I feel like he did everything he could. I would, I'm not mad either way. Like it's either guy. Yeah. I, but Devin Booker went eight and zero, right? Like he was, eight, it was him. Yeah. So, but uh, it's it's the same thing I just said, right? I think both guys both deserve it, but it's the thing at the end of the day of like one, what the one the guy that made it in and basically had no chance at all, like Harash just mentioned, like he got them there. But uh, yeah, it sucks for Devin Booker. He did everything he could do to get the eight, you know eight and zero, and it just didn't fall their way. So, I, it's just funny for me to say it because like I have been really critical of Devin Booker, and I love Damian Lillard. So, but I'm going the other way. Cause I, Devin Booker proved something to everyone, right? Like everyone knew he was a great score or whatever, but him going eight and no showed that he can be a killer, right? Like he can win. They just need to get him help. Right. So I, I think he, he got my respect out of it. Dame already did. You know? Yeah. Speaking of help, another player that's been highlighted during this bubble is TJ Warren, who was on the Suns and who they gave away for cash considerations. And so that kind of sucks. 
Yeah, man, that sucks for the Suns where they had that weapon that could have helped Booker, and now you see him blowing up on another team. JK, you're cool with Damian Lillard? Yeah. So, like, I was actually going to bring up TJ Warren as well. Like, obviously, he balled out during that bubble. But as much as he was playing, as much as he was scoring this and that, it really did come down to, for me, came down to, uh, you know, game time and uh, Devin Booker. And the only reason why you have to give it to game time is because of the playoffs. Like, as much as Devin Booker, like, yeah, okay, like, Dame has a couple other pieces around him that assisted with their playoff run. And Devin Booker basically did it himself. Mm-hmm. Like, who was more valuable yet, yeah, technically, Devin Booker. So, by definition, you have to give it to the player that goes to the playoffs, in my I opinion. Mean, it, 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 as shitty as that sounds, it has to go to the team that those MVP awards, they go to winning players on winning teams. I agree. But is, is that the same criteria there is for the bubble MVP? Isn't it just for fun, really? It's not a real award, right? No, it's not a real award. But what what JK is getting at is actually an argument that I've also made in support of Kobe when he should have won more MVPs, but he didn't. Because in those given years, I thought he was the most valuable player. But to JK's point, the guy who was getting all the headlines and making all the splash plays was the guy that actually ended up winning the MVP. So it comes down to what you define as the most valuable player. Is it the player that... Without him, his team would be relevant, and so he's the most valuable player for that team and makes that team a competitor, or is it the most popular guy in the league at that time who's scoring high? And if you think about it, that goes across the board to every sport. It's not The most valuable player is not necessarily the guy that was actually the most valuable player on their team. Mm-hmm. It's the most valuable player to any, winning, any one of the winning teams. Mm-hmm. Here's the last like, time we've had an MVP on a team that didn't do so well. So here's my here's my two exactly. cents on that, like agreeing with all you guys, but Devin, like, okay, neither team could win without either of those guys, right? That, that's where Dan, you know. I would argue CJ CJ McCullough could help. Well. CJ could have really well. CJ had a chance of doing it. CJ is there is no CJ equivalent on the Suns. Is my point. That's what I would say. No yeah, no, hold on. You, let me let me make my point. What I'm okay, saying sure. is you you. If you don't have Devin Booker and if you don't have Damian Lillard on either of those teams, it's going to be tough as hell for either one of them to win, okay? You, you definitely need them. But Devin Booker was scoring well, but, like, Damian Lillard, like, you needed all of his 50 points and all of his 59 or 60 points to win. So he, he just went a little bit over and beyond which he had to do to win, and they got it in. So that's why I'm like, okay, he was the better guy in the sense of he got it in, but he did – also score ridiculous numbers. Uh, yeah, sure, he went 8-0, and and he still had a pretty good stat line. But at the end of the day, it's, either one could have had it, but, you know, that guy made it in. I'm not – I mean, yeah, I don't care either way. Either guy wins it. I'm – either – you want to name either guy, it's fine. If you're not naming, like, I don't know, someone shitty. I'm trying to think of someone shitty. Bobo is the guy. What are you guys talking about? It's Bobo. Max showed up. Well, he's gone, right? Like he didn't. He he left the bubble for some reason, but they didn't specify the uh, the reason why he needed to leave. Um, he's, but he, he wasn't, he's not with the team right now. I'm not sure if he's going to return. 
Um, but anyways, I, I, I thought it was cool. The bubble looks like it's been a success. That play-in game was a cool feature that they added. They added, um, And I hope it's a wrinkle that they consider maybe adding to the regular um, setup once everything returns to normal. But um, okay, so we got our lineup set. Western Conference, Eastern Conference, the matchups are there. The games have already started. We said already Jazz in Denver has already tipped off and that's finished. And I think uh, Raptors in Brooklyn is also now in play. It's, so what we're going to do is... Smashed. Uh, Brooklyn is right. Yeah, they're getting smashed. Yeah, but no. honestly, props to them. They got the seventh seed without Kyrie and KD. Just tells you how you don't really need Kyrie because Lavert is good enough. Uh... <laughs> Little shots. <laughs> All right, Pete. So run us through. We're gonna go matchup by matchup, and we're each gonna give our quick take on why we think the team that we think is gonna win is gonna win that matchup. Yep, so give me uh, – we'll start with the West uh, and give me a quick rundown like Garage said. I'll give you the matchup. I'll give you the seedings and tell me who you think will win and how many games. So let's kick it off with the one versus eight seed. So we got the Lakers versus Portland in the West. Uh, JK, what are your thoughts? All right. I definitely do think the Lakers are going to win, but I think if there is going to be any sort of upset, this is the one to watch. Agreed. But yeah, like I still just I don't see it over any series. Like, if they so go, give us your series conclusion. How many games to how many games? Right, four to one. Four to one. Like, oh, so you're only giving the Blazers one? Yeah, but I mean, like, I I'm giving them one, but I think like this something is off with this one that I, I just feel like Dame is going to do something crazy. But and, like my head is telling me Lakers and four. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you had me – I mean, I would have thought if you think this is one of the upsets, I, I would have at least see you taking six games if not pushing it to seven. But all right. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, what you mean, got, Googie? This Gugia? is the one where I'm saying, like, yo, give me an upset. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So uh, I don't – you got? As, as excited as JK is for a, for a upset, he's only giving the Blazers one game. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> That means everything else is a little bipolar when it comes to my upsets, all right? That's that's fair. Um, I think it's obviously the Lakers are going to take it. I feel like they could give them – I feel like the Blazers could give them six. I feel like it could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I'm going to go with. I think it's Blazers in six. I don't think think it's one of those six where you're like, oh, the Blazers have a chance. It's going to be like 2-0, they'll win one. It'll be 3-1, they win one, and then it's over. You know what I mean? You say Lakers in six, not Blazers in six. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Lakers in six. The Blazers. I'm I'm going to tell you why it's not going to go to six. Why? Because, number one, I don't think Dame has enough in him. Like, he has been putting everything out there. Let me tell you what. Putting up the 50-point performance. Putting up the 60-point performance. Going up against the – Memphis, like he had a great game against them too. It's like, bro, he's getting up there in age. Like, I just there's just too much star power on the Lakers for them to beat them. Look, I I think I honestly listen. I honestly understand, and I don't even. I may not even disagree, right? But I think that Melo is gonna win them a game. Like, not because he has 50 points, but he's gonna be like old time Melo and old time Melo could ball. And I think Melo has this huge chip on his shoulder because no one's talking about him. Like all these years they talked about how he's trash, right? I think that's what's going to happen. I think Melo himself is going to win a game. And that's how I get six. I'm not saying it's going to be like, like a, oh my God, are the Lakers in trouble? No, it's going to be like, they're going to have a clear cut lead. 
Oh. What you got, Pete? I've got uh, Lakers in six. So I think that Portland, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum do do give them a little bit of a run here and there. But uh, the problem here is it's all going to have to be on Dame, Damian Lillard shooting, uh, CJ McCollum shooting. They're not going to have an easy time in the paint. Uh, you've got Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, AD. Uh, th- this guy lives on getting to the rim and his mid-range and his three-point sh- uh, three shots, right? I think he has maybe two games in him where he shoots elite, maybe get to that 40-50 range, but I don't think he'll be able to sustain it. So Lakers in six. It's going to go seven. It's going to be a close game seven. And I think the Blazers roster is set to challenge the Lakers, dude. The Lakers don't have a guy to counteract um, – Damian Lillard. I bet you they either play um, Kuzma on Lillard, but they're not. I don't. I don't see them playing LeBron on Lillard. Zach Collins is playing gay, great. They got Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench. Uh, Gary Trent's not bad, and Melo. I agree with Gogia. I think Melo gets them one game. It's going to come one crazy game where it's going to be a shot late, and it's going to be to Melo. And he. And the best thing that the Blazers have for them is that they're not afraid any right now. They're 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 not afraid. Yeah. And they're they're playing with borrowed time right now. And so the way Damian Lillard's been playing these last three games, they have no fear. And that's exactly what you need when you're an eight seed going against a um, giant uh, number one seed. I think it's going to go seven. And I think it's going to be a doing, fun matchup. You're doing that thing where you're like, un, you're jinxing the other team. <laughs> I hope it works. But honestly, no, I, I think their roster lines up well. I think they have a good shooting guard. I think CJ is probably... I don't know who they're going to put LeBron on, but I don't see them guarding Damian Lillard with LeBron. So I think that's the mismatch. Rajon Rondo is not playing the first game, but even Rajon Rondo would get worked by Damian. I don't know who they're going to have to guard him. I think it's Kuzma. Um, and I think Kuzma will get worked. Whoever guards Damian Lillard is going to get worked. There's no one. Yeah, there's no one on the Lakers that can play him one-on-one. He's too quick. And he can just shoot over any of those guys. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting how they, how they try to stop him. But I think the biggest thing is in that post, uh, he gets the rim a lot, and it's going to be tough on the Lakers. Lakers in seven for me. I think it's going to go all the way down to the stretch. Next matchup. So we all have Lakers for the first one. You guys are crazy, man. Yo, Let's seven see. Is wild. Tomorrow night, game one. We're crazy, but you're the one that thinks that's upset with only five. Yeah, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Look, I'm saying I feel upset, but I just don't see it happening. Let's move on to the other L.A. team, all right? We got the number two seed, the Clippers, versus uh, number seven, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Arash, kick it off. What do you think is going to go down here? I love Dallas. I love um, their roster. I think they are primed to be there in a few more years. They were only able to get to the seventh seed. Um, I think it's a sweep. I think Clippers sweep them. I don't think it's that close of a matchup as good as Dallas's roster is. Fair enough. Uh, JK, what do you think here? We got Upset City coming on? or what, what No, we no, at? absolutely not. This is, I, I agree with the Rosh with sweep, if not maybe one game. Uh, I think, personally, I, I feel like we're saying this is kind of overrated, in my opinion. Like, people are saying, like, okay, maybe if Porzingis has, has, like, a big game, like, Maybe they can do it, but I just don't see it. I, I, I don't think he, that he can have a good game against the Clips. I mean, yeah, maybe he can score, but he, he needs to do something more than just that. I don't remember when he had a big game last. I can't even recall. It was yeah. in New York. I don't even think it's been with Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I think he's definitely not the same person that he was with, with the Knicks. Right. And, and, you know, this is the Luca show, and I don't think Luca 
is going to have enough just himself to beat the Clips. So if he does, it would be impressive because he's going against a great team. So like even if they pull off one, like you said, I would be super impressed uh, because it would be honestly due to him. It's not going to like be a game where Dallas wins and he had a bad night. He has to be on for them to win. I think it's Dallas and – not Dallas, sorry. It's LA and five. I think what you're saying about KP is going to happen. KP offensively is a matchup nightmare, but he has to be on from three. If he's not on from three, that takes away his – takes away half his, like, like attack, right? Mm. I, like, I understand how lethal that team is, um, the Clippers are, but I don't know how you contain him. For four straight games. I think there's going to be one where you can't. I'm not saying KP's going to have 50 points. I'm saying he gives you a 20 and twenty and 15 night with like eight assists. Like he can give you that. He's capable of it. He just hasn't done it recently. But it, again, it's only five. There's, he's going to do it one time. And then he's going to poop himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Gogia. Uh, I, I, Dallas doesn't have the chances to match up. Clippers are too good. I think they're all actually probably the best team uh, going into the playoffs. But... I think there is one game where, uh, you know, KP does go off or Luka does put the team on his back, which will be kudos to them for winning a game against a team that they have no business in winning. So I think I got Clippers in five. All right. So we all got Clippers then. All right. Let's move on to the next one. This one should be interesting. So the third seed, the uh, Denver Nuggets versus Utah Jazz, the first series that kicked off earlier today, that was an entertaining game to watch. Um, and off of that, what do you think, Gogo? So, I, as I've already stated up front, I really like Denver, right? And I think they're going to take it. The amount of games is where I'm like, it's going to be seven, I think. I think this could push seven. I think I'm underrating. I would be underrating the Jazz to say anything less. The Jazz have been consistently in the playoffs every single year. Mike Conley didn't play tonight because he had his he had his son or daughter or whatever i think putting mike conley in that game gives you a little bit of a push to push it to seven but i don't think they win jamal murray is too young and so is Jokic needs to take the next step so it's it's seven denver Nuggets. yeah what are your thoughts arash i also think denver i don't think seven um i mean look at today right uh mitchell dropped almost 60 points and it was still a clear victory for Denver. So I think they have a better roster all around. Um, but I do see Jazz putting up a fight. I'd say six. I'd say six max, five minimum. Um, Denver doesn't get away with a sweep. They have to at least lose a few. Also, I just want to say, asterisk mark, Mike Conley comes back. If they don't let him back in, I think that does hurt that team. Mike Conley's a decent point guard, like a decent point guard. So if he doesn't come back, yo. They were they were mentioning that Mike Conley currently is getting tested daily. So when he okay. comes back, he's only in a four day. Uh, oh, protocol. okay. So he okay. comes back. He only has to sit out four days and he come back and play. He doesn't have to do the full ten or anything like that. Why did he leave? He, he, his, he had a son. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So he that's left right. the bubble. He went to go to that, and they're like, "We're going to do a daily testing of you, and then give you the shortest time period, uh, possible when you come back. Within four days, you can come back and start playing." Gotcha. Makes sense. So, JK, your thoughts? This is the one where I want to actually say Jazz and seven. Damn, props, the upset, 6-3. I'm going to give it to Jazz and the upset. 
because the games that I've watched, the Utah Jazz, noted like they've always lost every game that I've watched of theirs. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm doing this, but like they've been dogs in every single game that I see them play. Like they're always in it to the end. They end up losing in overtime, if anything. But they've been dogs, and I, I, I definitely think that they know how to play against the Nuggets. The specifically the two games that I watched Jazz or the three I watched the Jazz play three games. Two of them against were against the Nuggets. Both of them went in overtime. So I'm just like I, I think these guys know what they have to do. They just got to execute, and they can do it. In the in the bubble, in the playoffs, so I'm giving them to Game Seven. It's going to be a fight going back and forth. It's a very bold prediction. Uh, I, as much as I'd love to see that and watch Donovan Mitchell make it, uh, I have to go with Denver in six. Uh, similar to what I think Arash was saying, they 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 are going to lose a couple. They're not going to just sweep here. Uh, mm-hmm. But Denver's just loaded, man. Like no matter what, whenever you thought that Donovan Mitchell was putting the game away. Jamal Murray comes down the court on the other end, or Jokic hits a big three, um, and they're killing it, man. Mid-range, the three by the yeah. rim. Like, I know we were joking about, like, you know, uh, the Joker or Jokic was uh, losing a lot of weight, and would he still be strong enough to play in the post? And, dude, he is. He's, he's killing it down there. Um, you also have to think that Donovan Mitchell, he put up 57, and the record is Jordan. Jordan had 63 in a two-overtime game. Um, no one's done it since then because it's, it's – it's not something you can sustain, and there's no way that Donovan Mitchell is going to be able to sustain that level of play to take it to seven to win. Uh, that's my thought, Denver in six. It's funny. I was uh, I just got an update on my phone where the Nuggets game and the Jazz game just finished, and what's-his-name was on IG, Jamal. And who does he run into as he's recording his IG? He runs into Mitchell because they're all in this freaking same space. So, like, you just play uh, balls out and – um, kill yourself to beat this opponent, and then like five minutes later, you see him at the pool. So it's pretty, pretty so ironic. The way they had it, they're laughing was that what they they took the seeds like the top seeds like one, two, three, four, whatever. So coming into the bubble, they're like third and fourth seed. So they're in the same hotel because matchups probably wouldn't work out that way. But then since Utah's a sixth seed, now they're actually only one floor away from each other. So like <laughs> they see each other in the elevators and stuff all the time. That's awesome. No, they're like, oh, it might be a little more hostile environment. <laughs> All right, so this was the first one where we have a discrepancy. JK is going with the upset. Everyone else is with Denver. So that's our first outlier. I think this next matchup is going to be the most interesting one. So we've got the fourth seed, the Rockets, versus Chris Paul and OKC in the fifth seed. Uh, Arash, kick it off. What do you think is going down here? I think this is the juiciest matchup of all of them. And usually four versus five is, right, because it's the most uh, equal balanced um, competitive playing field. But it's the revenge game, right? You got Chris Paul, you got Russell Westbrook. Um, Russell Westbrook's out, right, for this first game because of his quad. But um, it's going to be an interesting game. I think the Rockets are going to blow out Oklahoma City in the first game. Why? Because Russell's out and because Harden is going to run the entire offense. When Russell comes back and all of a sudden Harden and Russ have to share the ball, I don't think they'll play as well. Um, I just I can't see that much offensive firepower losing as great as Chris Paul is. What is that um, image that's floating around where it's a picture of Chris Paul and like the uh, bottom of the screen shows their percent chance of making the playoffs at the beginning of the season. And it's at 0.2% chance for Oklahoma City Thunder to make the playoffs. 
And here they are. They're not even, they not only just made it, they're the fifth seed in the Western Conference. Um, so it's honestly, it's pretty uh, commendable. I see Houston winning. I see it going six. Um, I see it going at least six. Interesting. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm curious to see. Uh, JK, what do you got? Houston and five. Houston oh. and five. Houston and five. I think I, number one, I completely agree with the rush with the first game. With, with Russ out, I think they're just going to completely blow them out. And I just don't see – as much as Oklahoma's been doing it, like they don't have the firepower to keep up with Houston. And I think Houston's going to flex their muscles for this, game, this series. All right, Houston at five. Ross, what was yours? Ross, how many games? Six. Houston, six. I give Chris Paul at least two wins. OKC. I got OKC in seven as well. Yeah, Damn. Houston, I see, I'm looking at um, Pete's thing, and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Because you know what? I went back and looked at all of, um, all of the Rockets games. They lost to the Sixers. They lost to them, right? Huh? They lost two or three of the regular season matchups. Yeah, right? and they, they, before the season ended, they lost to the Hornets. They lost to all these random teams. They're the most inconsistent team week in, week out, or day in, day out. And, like, you, like you guys said, when Russell Westbrook comes back, yo, like, the, who's going to get the ball? It's going to be a problem. It's not a team that I, I think I, I would bet on to win. I mean, it's just, not like the, this is the first time Russell Westbrook and Harden are playing together. They just played a whole season together. They got the fourth sure. seed in the West as a as – a, I, I, I agree. And, but the, what you'll see throughout the season was, like, they'll, they'll go beat a good team, and then they'll lose to a bad team. They'll beat a good team. They'll get blown out by a bad team. They lost to the fucking Hornets. Like, Hornets are trash, man. Like, or not Yeah, trash, but there's not. a lot that goes into a season. Like, you got to look at back-to-back games, scheduling, injuries throughout the season. The assumption that most of us are making, or at least I'm making, is that Russell Westbrook is back for game two. He, I don't know how bad his injury is. He might be out for multiple games. I'm not sure. That he's out. He's definitely out for some games or a few games. So I think he's out for like three games. I don't think they Oh, so more than just one then. Look, I think that I, – I honestly think that the Thunder – Shy is nice, man. Shy is about to be a star in this league. And you got CP3. You got a well-balanced team. You got Steven Adams coming in. Um, what's his name? Um, I was going to call him Galileo. What's his name? Who? On the Thunder, man. Hold on, I'm looking up. Adams? Uh, Ga- Gallinari. Gallinari is – no, it's Galileo. Hallelujah. My bad. That wasn't who I was thinking. About. I was thinking. I'm looking at the Lakers. Um, Diallo. He's playing well too. This team is like a well-rounded team. You can throw eight guys out there that can play, and on top of that, PJ Tucker is your center. That's the issue, right there. I I hope Thunder get ran over, but I I think they'll put up a fight. I mean, I think it's the opposite way. I think it's seven man. Thunder All right. Like, so you're the okay. second outlier. Then you got the upset with OKC. Everybody yeah. else is Houston. There you go. I've got, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got OKC in seven. I've got this upset here. And I basically think so much of what Gogo's saying. um, I think with Westbrook honestly being out and coming back, both help OKC. With him being out, I know that James Harden will throw the team on his back, you know, shoot insane amounts. But that's one player you got to stop. But when he comes back, 
it's going to be tough. They're going to have to adjust playing together. But I think, yeah, a lot of these guys in OKC are underrated. Like Steven Adams, he's, he's a beast, dude. He doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does. He's, he's huge. Um, and, dude, it's just CP3. It's like the story, right? He's throwing the team on his back. Like you said, that stat that was put out, he's playing some of the best ball he's played in a very long time, and it's now, now or never. So see OKC in seven. Okay, okay. There's two of you on that sinking boat. Nice. Good to they have found company. a way to be five. I'm just saying, they found a way to be the fifth yeah. uh, that's, that's what I, I did. It's going to be one of the most entertaining matchups to watch, though. And, and, and like you say, usually it's four and five is competitive, but there's there's other things going on with these two matchups, and there's some ill blood. Yeah. It's going to make yeah, it so I, It'll be a fun one for sure because of all the underlying stories in addition to the competitive four versus five matchup. But okay, so we got – Unanimous Lakers, unanimous Clippers, and then the other two matchups, we are somewhat split. So we'll see how they play out and who has better basketball IQ than the others. But now let's go to the East. We've got first four first-round matchups. Kick us off, Pete. All right. So let's go ahead and kick it off with the number one seed. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks uh, playing the Magic, the eighth seed. Um, kick it off, Gogo. What do you think? I mean, this is easy, man. It's going to be Milwaukee in like three somehow. They're going to break the rule <laughs> and get in three. It's, They're going to score but, so much in the first three. Yeah. Yeah, or, have enough points for a fourth game without even playing. <laughs> Orlando's just going to drive home. Like, they're just going to like, yeah, I'm getting out of my car. I'm going home. Um, yeah. do, you think, do you think the Orlando players have their cars right there? Like, well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. They're already home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think they're just going to, you know, Go get some wings or something. Warm up know. the bus. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, they're going home. All right. JK, give us the upset. What, what do you got going on here? Give us the upset. There's no <laughs> upset here. There is absolutely no upset. It's going to be Milwaukee all over Orlando in four games. Yeah, I feel you. Arash? I agree. Milwaukee in three. I think they sweep them. <laughs> um, and I feel bad for Aaron Gordon, man. What a talented player who's – career is just going to waste in Orlando. He needs to see if he can get himself to the Lakers and resurrect his career. Yeah, I feel for him just like Devin Booker, you know. Uh, how did that work out for the last Orlando Magic guy that was amazing? That was- Shaq? <laughs> no, I was talking about Dwight. Dwight, Dwight? Yo, Dwight, to his credit or to whoever's credit that deserves credit, has kind of resurrected his career because – he sucked at the Lakers. Then he moved on, and I forget if it was Houston was his next stop. He's been to a few places, in Washington included, where he, I think he played like five total games. But now back with the Lakers, I don't want to say it's the Lakers that get the credit, but he's a weapon. And it's crazy how much of a fall he experienced, and now he's actually kind of coming back up. Um, he's an asset that they have. I, I wanted Boogie on the team more than Dwight, but with Boogie's injury, it's good to have at least Dwight. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um... Agreed. Uh, but anyways, Milwaukee in four, same thing. Uh, Orlando has no chance here at all. Um, so I think it's unanimous by all of us. Four. I have my broom to show you guys how much of a sweep this would be. All right, get your brooms out. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one, which uh, was the second game that was played today. So we got number two, Toronto Raptors versus Brooklyn Nets. Kick it off, Rush. Well, if game one is any indication, which I think it probably is, this is probably another sweep. Um, 
most of these Eastern Conference matchups, but for maybe the four and five, are not going to be games that I'm going to watch because I think they're going to be clear blowouts. I say Toronto takes them away easy. And four? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking something similar. Uh, until the first game, obviously, my prediction was that the Nets take a game somehow, but I think, you know, Toronto overall wins. Um uh, I'll go with Toronto in five, seeing somehow that the Nets maybe steal a game, but there's there's nothing here for them to win. Um, I agree with you, Arash. This is either a sweep or five. Props to Toronto, man. You lose the best player in the league, and you're still the number two seed. Like, usually any team that loses someone, when LeBron leaves Cleveland or when LeBron leaves Miami, um, that team tanks. They 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 were comparing this to like when Jordan left, right? Remember when Jordan left the first time, and then uh, that next year uh, the Bulls won like fifty some fifty five fifty six. Yeah, games. it was sixty games. I don't know what it was, but something similar to that. You don't see that when you have your MVP of the finals leave, and then you're like, all right, we should be done. We shouldn't have any reason to be here. So yeah, props to the players. Props to the coaching. Oh, no, honestly, though, now that I think about it, Toronto was always like a top two or three seed before Kawhi got there. Like they could just not get over that hump. And that's why they traded DeRozan and Kawhi helped them get over that hump. So the fact that he's gone, they're right where they normally were anyway. They were always a two or three or maybe a one seed. It's basically they traded out DeRozan for Pascal Siakam. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. All right, Jake, what do you got here? It's Toronto and four. Sweet. I, I don't even want to waste my breath with these Brooklyn Nets. Come on, man. We need to get a broom. <laughs> All right, go, go. What do you think? Five. Raptors and five. They'll steal one. They'll just will. I mean, there, there's holes on the Raptors where they randomly aren't playing well for some reason. But that's it. It'll just happen once. Yeah, I don't think – yeah, I think it's not Brooklyn steals a game, but I think it's Toronto sets themselves up to lose a game, right? Fair. Like, yeah. he's going to do something bad and play terrible one game and probably give it up. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's move on to uh, – we've got the third seed. we got Boston Celtics versus 76ers, uh, sixth seed. What are you thinking here, JK? I take Boston and five. Um, I think maybe the 76ers, I kind of still want to give this another sweep, to be honest. Like, is Simmons back? He was, Simmons. he was out, right? Huh? We'll be out. He's so out who, for the uh, whole playoff. Yeah, Simmons. Who? Yeah. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, Simmons is out. Yeah, Simmons yeah, is gone. I, I'm just going to say Boston sweep again. Boston sweep. All right. Yeah, because I – I just don't see – I don't think the 76ers have enough. Don't doubt yourself. I think you're right. I, I think Boston sweeps them too, especially without Simmons. Um, and even with Simmons, it would still maybe be four or five games. I think Boston sweeps, but I think that's going to be an awesome second matchup. Toronto and Boston in the second round, that will be a game you'll want to watch every matchup. I agree. Uh... Man. I will say this. It would have been great if we if this wasn't COVID and the home court, it mattered. Mm. Boston and Toronto, two towns that love their basketball teams. That would have been dope to watch back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. And it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's Sixers and Six. It's like what I said with the, the Trailblazers. It's Sixers not, and Six? Sorry. Celtics and Six. Celtics and Six. Celtics you think the Sixers are going to win two games? 
Yeah, I mean, they, they still have pieces. They lost Ben Simmons, who doesn't score. No, they need Ben Simmons. They dude. need like, – no, no, no. See, if you had Ben Simmons right now, let me tell you. If you had Ben Simmons, this would be Sixers and seven, in my opinion. What? Yeah. Dog, yeah. Boston is stacked, and Brad Stevens just got himself a, the bag and the contract extension. Um, that is one of the most well-organized offensive teams I've ever seen. Um, you're crazy to think that Ben Simmons I, I, would beat them in seven games. I think that they find ways to lose random ass games, and it's one of those things. That's why they couldn't take the number one seed. That's so why they couldn't take the number two seed. You think they'll get two wins against Boston at least? Not at least, at most. I, 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 it could be five or six. I don't think it's a sweep by any means. I do not think it's a sweep. I think you still have Joel Embiid. You still have Tobias Harris. You still have Al Horford. You still have, what was his name? Um, I'm blanking on it, but you still have those three guys. Those aren't nobodies. Sounds like a bunch of garbage to me. Listen, who hasn't missed the playoff? Hold on. Joel, Joel Embiid is good. Let's stop it. Joel Embiid's not Joel Embiid bad. Is, Joel is good, good with now. players around him. Agreed, but I, I Joel, think that, Joel Embiid and a bunch of okay. garbage. Nothing. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me ask you this question first. With Ben Simmons, how many games do you give them? One? In this matchup? Yeah. One. With Ben yeah. Simmons, I give him maybe two. Maybe two, but one probably. I just don't – I think I'm thinking of it the other way. I don't think I, – I think Ben Simmons is what would push them over the edge to, like, go to a game seven. I don't think he gives enough offensively to take away as much. The 76ers would need the real Galileo to take it to seven. <laughs> <laughs> they're not beating the Boston Celtics, dude. dude. When we get to, no, I'm not saying they're going to beat them right now. I think they take them to seven, though. Okay. It's not a bad team. This team is better than last year. Wait, last you year. Are, you're saying they are going to go to seven or six? No, I'm saying, wait, they're going to six. Okay. They're going to six without Ben Simmons. They're going to seven with him. That's what I'm saying. All right. You call the six. There is no Ben Simmons and there is no what if. So yeah, we'll Ben is the Celtics in six. That's what I'm saying. So I personally am in the same boat. I have Boston winning the game, but not sweeping. I've got I've got the 76ers winning two games. Uh, I think Boston in six as well. Uh, what? I think that Boston finds a way to drop two games. I think there's two games, a game or two here, maybe five or six, but there's a game or two where – they, they don't play collectively as well as they should, where 76ers stick around and they get some late-game heroics and win. Um, but I do not think it's a sweep. I do not see a sweep. We'll see. This will be an interesting matchup to see if you two are right, if we're right. But I don't see a sweep here. All right. But we all have Boston winning that matchup. So that means the Toronto – I, Boston's the better team overall. They're definitely going to take it. And it's going to be an awesome matchup to watch, I think, Toronto and Boston. That I see going all the way, but yeah, Boston's That'll got be a fun it, but, one. But I think they drop maybe two games. The Celtics right. come down to Marcus Smart and like their bench. How do they play in a seven game series? I think that's what it comes down to. If they play really well, I agree with you guys. It can be a sweep. I just don't think they're inconsistent when, when it comes down to it. And that's where I think it's that's where you lose. Yeah, so I, basically, I mean, same thing you're saying, Gogo. I, it's not that the 76ers are going to go over and beyond and just smack the Boston Celtics. I just think Boston does, doesn't do as well of a job, and they, they give up a game or two here or there. They allow themselves to lose the game versus 76ers just going out and killing them. Yep, fair enough. All right, uh, let's go with the next one. The fourth seed, we got the Pacers versus Miami, fifth seed. What do you think here, uh, Gogo? 
Fuck, do you want me first? I mean, it's going to be... This is going to be the best first-round matchup, I think, out of all of them, East and West. This is going to be a fun one. Yo, I... I think Why are you it's struggling? The, it's the Heat in... Okay, I'm, like, really, like, in between. It's either the Heat in seven or the Heat in five. Either the Heat are going to be really good <laughs> or it's going to go to seven, well, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> okay, no. Heat and five. Heat and five. Damn. Wow. No faith in TJ Warren after you were just stroking him off earlier? That wasn't me. I was stroking off Devin Booker. Uh, I think I was stroking off TJ Warren. Yeah. <laughs> but that's going to be a fun matchup. Him and Jimmy Butler going at it again, that's going to be awesome to see. I think that all the games will be close. I just don't think they'll be able to close it. That's what I think. So you got Heat and five. So the Pacers only win one game. Yeah. All right. Total points Total. won't be a, a big difference, though. It's a bold move, Cotton. What you got, JK? I got Pacers and seven. Ooh. Wow. Almost 180 from you, Gogia. Oh. Pacers and seven. All right, Pete, are you going to – which side are you picking with, Gogia or JK? Uh, in the middle. <laughs> I've got the Heat in six. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think there will be closer games, but I think TJ Warren's Linsanity moment is over. Um, he's back to being normal. He'll get maybe 15, 18, 20 points. He's not going to be doing his crazy uh, scoring anymore. So I see Heat and six. I watched the game where it was Lakers versus Pacers, and TJ went off. And I think this was like the second game he was going off. He had one before. He had another one after. Um, So that's the only, like, footage that I've seen. But I watched that entire game, and the dude can ball. And he must have looked like complete trash when the Suns traded him because I can't understand why they traded him if he looked anything uh, resembling what he looked like in that game. So I give him a lot of credit. I think the Pacers – I think I'm with J.K. I don't know if the Pacers will win, but I think they'll push them. But if I'm not mistaken, every time they played the Heat in the bubble, he's been shut down by Jimmy Butler. And that's probably what they'll do defensively um, from the Heat. So I think the Heat win – but I don't think it's a landslide like Gogia is saying. I think it's going to be close. It might go seven. Yeah, I, I really just think that uh, – if I mean, if TJ Warren were to play at that level, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to go maybe seven. But I think he had his Linsenny-type moment. I think he had those games that he did. And he's going to be come back to uh, normal normal role player. So we'll see. I agree 100%. I, that's, I, I'm looking this back up. They played last week. The Heat, um, the Heat, the Pacers, they lost ninety-two to one. The Heat lost ninety-two to one hundred nine. The but, Heat lost. Yeah. Oh, I thought the Heat won that. Yeah, but game. Jimmy Butler didn't even play. Jimmy oh, Butler yeah? didn't play. Neither did Bam. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, Bam doesn't put up that much points. He's a defensive force. That's he's what defensive, I but yeah, yeah, defensively, he's a big presence. And there. in that game, um, where is he? What's his name? The Pacers guy? Wait, where am I? Do you not play either? TJ. TJ Warren. Oh, TJ Warren didn't stop it. TJ Warren did not play either. Um, so, yeah. So they just, probably rested him. But, yeah, that's yeah. going to be a fun matchup. And the way – the rate that they're playing these games, I think there's like three games a day, right? Every day? I didn't know the games played this, like oh, – early. Early, yeah. yeah playing like, uh, like uh, March Madness. The first game started at one thirty today. Then we have all of the next game. We have another game later on. So I think there's three games a day every day. So by this time next week, it'll be the finals, and it'll almost be <laughs> over. 
But no, it'll be fun. Um, all right, so that's the first round. Um, for the most part, we agree at least with the clear matchups. There's a few upsets that we predicted here or there. Um, let's see who's right and who's dead wrong. Here's the day of Rosh. That's what it is. We got four. So we had uh, Jazz and Nuggets. We have Nets and Raptors playing. Then we've got 76ers, Celtics, and we got the Mavs and Clippers later on tonight at 9. So they're doing mm-hmm. the 1.30, the midday, 6.30, 9 p.m. games. So all day, all day it's fun. Yeah, and they time started on Monday. Day, so, yeah, we'll have the same time slots every day. Clutch. That's a, that's a lot of fun sports ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fun sports, and we'll do a complete 180, Caps are down 0-3, um, which is great. Um, if you're a Caps fan, that's an all-too-familiar feeling. I see JK with his jersey. I see Gogia with his cup. Um, it sucks, man. I'm sure you guys have seen some of the games. Um, that last one really sucked. The thing that just sticks out in my mind is after the Islanders scored the overtime goal, the camera went right to the bench and Ovi just looked like he was just shocked. Um, it almost looked like he, he wasn't expecting to lose. Like the first two, sure, maybe lose, maybe it was a tough match, but it did not look like based on the expression on his face that he was anticipating losing that game. And so he was completely blindsided and um it just sucks because this roster is talented and they're just going up against a coach that taught them everything that they're doing they that he knows he taught the coach that is teaching them everything they're doing um so he's got their number i hate that part that's the part i hate to be honest and it's not just barry trotz like their assistant coach their goalie coach their top four coaches on the islanders staff all came from washington they were all with barry trotz from 2014 to 2018 um and even the goalie of the Islanders is a former first-round pick um, of the Caps. So, like, Barry Trotz knows exactly what he's doing. He taught, uh, he taught, them, taught the players and he taught their head coach. Yeah, it, it just sucks, man. I was watching that game, and I think everyone, OV, all the fans, everyone's like, hey, okay, we're down two. This is what happened last time. We pulled it out, and, you know, we got it. We, we they have it. pulled it out, yeah. Right. So, until that moment, you're like, all right, we got this. Then, you know, tied 1-1, go into overtime. You're like, okay, we just got to get one win here, and we'll be good. And, man, when they scored that in overtime, like, it just felt like a shot to the gut. And that's, I think, the same thing the way Ovi felt when they panned over to him, where you're just like, oh, shit, this, this is probably over now. Like, you're hanging on by the strings, and then that happens. You're like, damn, 3-0. We're fucked. Yeah. I want to give a direct quote from um, Ovechkin. He said, I know it's a hard situation, but it's not over yet. We won the cup when we were down 2-0 against Columbus. Coming back, we're going to try. Hey, we're going to try. Props to him. Put it, I mean, pull a LeBron for all I care, but. This is freaking. This is harder than what LeBron's done. Yeah. But, I know. Yeah. In NHL history, there's only been four teams to come back from a 3-0 deficit. The most recent in 2014, the Kings against the Sharks. Um, you know, this is the only one that's uh, – that was the only one that's in the first round. This might be, you know, a similar situation. I just – I don't see it happening. I, I think we're going to get swept at this point. Like – I hate to say that I'm losing all faith, but teams just do not come back from a 3-0 deficit. We're completely getting out coached. Barry Trotz has our number. And it's sad to say, but I just don't – 
I don't think we're going to come back from this. I hate everything about everything all the time. I also don't think they're coming back, man. I think it's mm-hmm. over. And I think that quote from Ovi indicates that he also, he says, we're going to try. I think that indicates that he too has just kind of come to terms with it. Um, There's another quote where he says, we have nothing to lose. As in like they've lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> they're done. I, I was thinking it from more like a um, backs against the wall, you know, put in a corner, come out swinging. But maybe you're right. Maybe they're just going to die. It sucks, man. It sucks because for me, at least, like when the cap season ends, my NHL season ends. I don't follow NHL after the caps are done. And so, like, it just, it's so much fun when you get to keep watching hockey. Like, it's such a fun sport. And, like, I'm not that immersed into it um, where I follow the other teams enough to want to continue the playoffs. And so, losing the season after four quick playoff games is just a blower. Yeah, it sucks to be in DC, man. The Nats well, suck again. Suck. We've been fortunate these past few seasons, but Sorry. like it sucks right now. Yeah, this team is poised to do great things, hey, and it, we have the Washington Football Team. They're getting a Super Bowl run right around the corner. Big hire today, uh, which we'll dive into another another week. But big hire for them in the front office. Yeah. So you guys want to play a little game? Let's do it quick. Yeah, let's do it quick. Okay. So we I did this with J.K. and um, P.S. last week. I'll give it, uh, let me see. If I, okay. I did these. I want to do this with Arash really quick. Just give me an answer. Yes or no. Okay. Or higher or lower. Okay. Cool. Pat Mahomes, higher or lower three championships. In his career, lower. Okay. MVPs three, higher or lower. Patrick Mahomes. He has one. Lower. Okay. 12 time pro bowler. 12 time pro bowler. Yeah. How uh, many did he have already? Two? Was it two or three? Two, right? Gotta be two. two. Yeah, because he didn't start his first year. Uh, 12, and he has to get 10 more? Lower. Okay. Lamar Jackson, one Super Bowl champion. Higher or lower? Uh, higher. That's what I said. It can't be lower. If I say lower, that means zero, right? I guess you can take the even, I guess. I think he'll win one. Will he win more than one? No, I don't think he'll win more than one. So you're going to push. Push, okay. Okay, even money, fine. I think, wait, wait, did we all say, did you guys both say one? I think I I I said said lower. You said zero, right? I said two. I said he would get at least one. I was saying two. two. Yeah, I didn't see two. This is the dumb one. Kyler Murray, one Super Bowl champion, one MVP. Zero for both. Zero. One Super Bowl, one MVP. The MVP, zero. The Super Bowl, I mean, that's the thing about football, right? Football out of all sports, it's designed to have parity. Like, even the Washington Redskins in 20 years won their division at least twice. Football team. Sure, sorry. Football team. A dollar (laughs) in the bucket every time I make that mistake. But um, that's why it's, like, hard to say that Patrick Mahomes is going to win three Super Bowls because as good as he is, you need a whole team to be good. And, like – you have salary cap, you have injuries, there's so many variables. Um, if it's just Patrick Mahomes playing, then yeah, I'll go over on all those previous questions. But That's like, right. it's not just him. Also the 180 of that, Arash, right? Like, you don't know where you're going to end up in your career, right? Let, let's talk about Tyrod Taylor. He won a uh, Super Bowl with Baltimore. But yet, you know, he was just riding the bench there, and then he, he's gotten out to do his own thing, but nothing's going on. That, I don't know. It's, okay, it's stop fun. with your guys' logic. Just have some fun in your lives. Damn. 
This is why okay. I miss when Arash is not here, so we could do these to you guys. You guys can watch Hard Knocks because Tyrod's on it, and he's he's grown this fro out that looks awesome. So, did it slow down his forty time? <laughs> Fortunately, okay, I want to slow give you one more from last week, and then we'll do this week. This is the this is the one that I think was interesting. Both of them disagreed with me. Drew right. Locke, two two champion Super Bowls. Lower. Do you think it's zero or one? I think he's a good quarterback. I think it's zero. Did you guys both say zero? I'm pretty uh, sure I said zero. I think one. Yo, that receiving core is crazy. Receiving core is crazy, but what else is crazy about that? Von Miller is aging out. Um, Chubb on the other side is still good, but they've lost everyone. They don't have uh, Chris Harris Jr. anymore at the cornerback yeah. position. They have three number one receivers. You're just looking at their offense. Look yeah, at their and you can win just on offense. Wasn't wow. the score this year like 50 to like zero, like something? Didn't the, wait, just, wait, wait, didn't the better offense beat the best defense this year? And that's happened. The better offense beat the better, yeah. But we've seen opposite of that happening too, right? Listen, like, I don't when care Fran, for logic. <laughs> when San Fran and Baltimore played, Oh no! When Oakland, when Oakland and Tampa Bay played, ooh, that was a while back, like 2001. <laughs> that was the number one offense against the number one defense, and the number one defense, Tampa Bay, won. Um, and but then yeah, they, I mean, it could it could flip flop. All right, these are this week's. This is the fun game. Higher or lower? All right. Darnold, zero. I'm gonna give you the whole line. Zero championships, one MVP, five Pro Bowls. I'm Has he won to... any Pro Bowls yet? No. I don't think he's been in a yeah, Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's not. I can. I wasn't going to Google it because no sounds like the right answer. So you got Super Bowl MVP and Pro Bowl, right? No, just sorry. Regular MVP. Super Bowl champion and then MVP just by itself. MVP of the league. MVP. Okay. What do you guys think? I am going zero on all accounts. No Pro Bowls or you think under five? Under five. He gets one, two. I think he'll get some Pro Bowls. He's a good quarterback. Out of that class that he came in with, I think he he's is, probably the better one. He has no help. No help. No yeah. help. Yeah. They're building slowly. Too slow. Yeah. Fair. I, I'm going think? lower all accounts. I might agree with you. What about you guys? Pete? Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, no Super Bowl, no MVP, maybe a Pro Bowl. Definitely under your five count, but maybe one or two, maybe. What do you think is more likely for him to happen? The Super Bowl first or an MVP first? Super Bowl. I think he fucks around and gets into the Super Bowl. I, I think they, so, too. Super Bowl, for sure. They fuck around and get a really good defense. But then the Patriots have Cam Newton now, so, you know. You can stumble into a Super Bowl. You can't stumble into being MVP. considered by everybody to be the MVP of a league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Jacko? You're... Uh, Lower on both. He's like, no, I don't so want to play this game. by the question. Yeah. He's like, this is embarrassing. Okay. He's like, yo, upset uh, in five. He's got it in five. <laughs> we'll all love this one, okay? This is what the prediction is. Um, Daniel Jones, zero Super Bowls, zero MVPs, two Pro Bowls. I hope zero Super Bowls. I hope zero MVPs. I think lower on all accounts. <laughs> I think he'll get some Pro Bowls. It depends if you think he's going to be good. Well, I guess all of those questions. It's, it's so problematic because I definitely think he's better than someone like Mitch Trubisky. But, like, I just yeah. think he has, like, the coaching staff around him to get him to that level right now. You know who he has around him that can help him get there? Saquon Barkley. Barkley, yeah. 
That's right. So I think yeah, I don't think he will ever be the best best player on his team. I think Barkley will always be the best player on his team. Yeah, but Barkley catches enough passes to make him be that guy with the numbers too. So and like just having Saquon right, like in your backfield, puts more defenders in the box, which makes your receivers have one on one matchups. If your receivers can burn a guy, you got you get all those yards. Yeah, but also the big receiver. back that gives them time, right? Like we pick up the box as well, but. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think their team is great. But two Pro Bowls in a length of a career. He, he doesn't have to make these two Pro Bowls next year. Yeah, but here, here's the problem with it, right? For the most part, most players, you know whether or not they will be successful in the beginning half of their career. Like if they're yeah. able to, Not if necessarily. I mean, you're... And he's only had one year. No, it's only been... All right. What I'm saying is... His first half of his career, I mean, you can say the same thing about Donald, right? You need players around you in order to be successful, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look at Pat Mahomes. He has Tyreek Hill. Look at Deshaun Watson. He had uh, Hop. Hop, right? Then you have other players that can, you know, like, then there's, like, good teams with good coaching, right? The Seahawks. With Russell Wilson, he had great coaching with Pete Carroll, right? You have uh, Jackson out in Baltimore, John Harborough, great coach. But who does Daniel Jones have that could help him be successful? But you're also assuming that he's just going to be stuck in this role for the rest of his career, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, that's, that's the problem with it. I'm going, based on what I see, I see nothing. Like, he doesn't get any of this. That's fine. Until there's something new that comes in that changes my mind on that. Okay, fine. Fair enough. I I, I I would go with 0-0 and maybe one pro ball, but not with the pieces that he has right now, either on a different team or if they bring in some pieces to help him out. All right. This this is the last one. Three of us will hate it. One of us will like it. You can guess. Dak Prescott. One Super Bowl. Zero MVPs. Higher, higher, and higher. Three pro bowlers. (laughs) Three Pro Bowls. Yeah, Pro Bowl, he already has at least one or two, right? Yeah. So say your numbers again. Sorry, I missed it. What were you saying? Uh, you so he might already to... have three Pro Bowls. Does Dak already have three Pro Bowls? He's got at least two. He's over on the Pro Bowls. I think he's under on the MVP because look at the other people he's competing with. You just said Lamar and Patrick Mahomes in the last 10 minutes. He's never going to win over them yeah. unless – He has two Pro Bowls yeah, already. So he do you has, think let's make it fun? Does he get five Pro Bowls? Yeah, that doesn't, do. yeah, doesn't sound fun. Yeah, doesn't. You're you're bringing a nightmare into this situation. Um, okay, the, the big one is: Do you think he Dak ever wins the Super Bowl? I guess that, or wins an MVP? Pro Bowls, whatever. Pro Bowls are a popularity contest. I will give him a Super Bowl. I will not give him an MVP. Uh, because, I mean, this past year, I mean, he had some good numbers, but you're playing against super elite quarterbacks, and he's not going to be able to pick it up like Lamar or uh, some of the other quarterbacks. Uh, I'll give him one Super Bowl, no MVPs, and then the pro- five Pro Bowls, whatever. We went higher or lower, whatever it was. So this is my thing. Dak is 27. I think he has five good years left, right? They just hired Mike whatever the hell. Um, from Green Bay, who had Aaron Rodgers, and he's terrible with them. It's gonna be none with that guy. But you assume he's gonna be on the Cowboys for the rest of those five years. Ooh, and, interesting. I didn't. Think and quarterbacks was- have a longer shelf life than thirty-two. So 
But yeah, you assume he'll stay with the Cowboys. I do think he has the best opportunity to make that one Super Bowl while he's with the Cowboys. He yeah. also got CD Lamb. Don't forget that we had a great I, draft. I don't think he'll have a better offense and a better defense than he does right now. Yeah. Um, he has two, three years max in this prime right now that he has to take advantage of, which I he, hope he never does. I will say that if it's going to happen and he's to achieve these things, it's got to happen in the next roughly three years because the pieces that are built around him right now, probably as a holistic team, are the best he's going to have in his career, more than likely. If God came to me and he was like, listen, you should you be a have, and you do well, it. He, if he came to me and he said, listen, you can choose one of two options. You can have football for the next five months, get to watch all regular season, postseason, and a Super Bowl. But if you pick that option, the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl. Or I can make the pandemic terminate the season right now. I'd terminate it. I would sacrifice the rest of the next six months of football just to make sure the Cowboys don't get anywhere close to that damn Super Bowl. What? Like, you, you pick something where you're still, like, the good guy. What the fuck? It would be more like this. If God came to me in a dream, I was like, listen, if you can have 10 Super Bowl wins for the Redskins, but you have to watch the Cowboys win one, I'd be like, God, I know you're disguised as the devil. The devil, because it's terrible. I would sacrifice. God came to me in my dream. He's like, I'm going to slowly take apart the Washington Redskins with some of their players, the coaching staff, and then their team name. Look what's going on. You're going to realize that it's just, it's just, it's just Anantula hovering over you, obviously. All right. So let me just kind of say my thing about it. And I, it, it pains me to say. Ooh, all he's going to say three. Oh, that is gross. He will win a Super Bowl. He will uh, not win an MVP. And he will get six Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls, I'm not shocked by. Even if he goes anywhere else, he's not. Damn, hey, what you doing? Let's 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 uh, let's celebrate these stats that you're throwing out. No, man, I, I hate all of them. But the reason why is because I think CD Lamb is the real deal. I think Amari Cooper is the real deal. I think Michael Gallup is a pretty solid guy. They have one of the best tight uh, running backs in the league. Their O line is not as great as it used to be, but it's still pretty damn good. Like. Yeah, their O-line is still good, their but it's not as good. so stacked. Their offense is like, stacked. Like it, and their defense is pretty good. It's like I, I give them a Super Bowl within the next two years. Ew, ew, ew. I hate it. The universe, they know they're trying to shut down football for good because they know it's the Cowboys' time. Um, you know, next time you see me, just burn a cigarette into my arm, man. I got you. I hate this, the this uh, one terrible. for each MVP that he gets, or how many do you want? <laughs> well, well, I mean, he's one Super Bowl, all right? That's it. That's all I'm giving. All right. Well, I just want to end it on this note. I want to end this episode on this note. You guys are trashing me for saying the Celtics are or the Sixers aren't going to be able to beat the um, Celtics the at all. Already up by twenty. They're, no, they're up four to two. <laughs> Let's go. Let's see what's the bigger upset, that or what JK said. You guys can duel it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's put some money on, on that matchup. I mean, I don't think the Sixers are going to win the win the matchup. That's okay. Let's still put some money on the series. I'll, tell, I'll give you 100 if the Sixers take it to seven. They don't have to win. I'll give you 50 if they take it to two. Anything else, and you have to give me 50. If they take it to two games, I'll take that bet. 
I mean, they'll be, they'll be in two games. Yeah. <laughs> no, they have to. They have to win two. If they win two, I'll give you fifty. If they win three, I'll give you a hundred. And if, they if don't anything else, I get fifty. What if they? What if they win four? If they win four, I'm the guy that's got to go to withdraw my bank account and just give it all to you. <laughs> I'll take this off. No, seven, seven's a push. Wait, seven's why is a seven push. a push? If they did two and did three, shouldn't I get 150? Well, then you got to give me something too then. All right, then fine. Here, I'll here's give you what a hand job in the bleachers. How about okay, that? Okay, here we go. Here we go. If they win 250 for you, if they win three, 100 for you, if they win four, 150 to you, Okay. If they only win one, 50 to me. If they win zero, 75 to me. This is so complicated. Sure, let's do it. Fuck it. I mean, that's straight up. It makes sense. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Can you guys remember this? It's recorded. I'll remember it. (laughs) Okay, uh, okay, that's fine. It's at the end of this episode. All right. Subscribe. Now I got to go watch this damn insignificant game. (laughs) Yo, shit. The Celtics are up now. Fuck. All right, boys. Good to see you. Everyone, please subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. I call next. See you next time. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Peace. Peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor.